Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule of the Galaxy fans, guess what? We're going to have a nice, casual intro tonight for the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. Brent, Brent and his hellion dogs are showing up to be a part of the show. <laughs> you can't plan it out any better. Um, I thought for a moment that we had Mark Anthony Austin back on with us, but... Um, we just have Brent and the two hellhounds that he has at his house. I don't say that lightly. I love Brent's dogs. Oh, three dogs. But I love them. Brent said that they're all terrorists. Um, anyway, it is Joe. We're live. It's Joe in the pilot seat of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. This is episode 221. And if you've been paying attention, if you've been watching, if you've been listening, you've seen this great lineup and these great guests that we've had i mean we've had authors we've had uh content creators we've had radio hosts uh, we've had people who work for starwars.com all come onto our show recently and we've had boba fett himself and it's been a fantastic wide array of guests we were supposed to have a guest tonight we had some conflicts we're going to line him back up um and to go along with that guest i am very excited to say that we have finally locked in uh, the one and only, the first Hera of Star Wars, Vanessa Marshall, who we got to meet at the ICCC. She will be joining us in August, and we're very excited to have her as part of the show. But as Brent and DDoc and I were just talking pre-show, we've got a lot of things going on. Just the world's crazy. I'll talk about mine in a minute, but the most important thing is to go around and introduce our lovely and talented co-hosts. First of all, the new podcast content creator extraordinaire, Mr. Brent Dykeman. Yeah, sure. Extraordinaire is probably the most fitting word. Um, yes, the family decided to do something that I, uh, I, I don't know if I fully am on board with. We added a third mouth to feed, um, a four-month-old sheep doodle. Oh, my gosh. Um, who is about the size of our full-grown Aussie doodle, Aussie Labradoodle? At, at four months. Uh, pretty yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. She's gonna be a hoss. Um, so yeah, so we added a, a third dog, and they will be quiet until my daughter decided to walk in the house. So that's what I was trying to take care of there too. Yes, uh, thank you to Hyperspace Heroes. They invited us, uh, myself and one of my content creators because there is a podcast for them it's called yes. indie garrison or garrison talks um it is the star wars legion game that i play we talked a little bit about it um but i was told explicitly no toy time tonight so i won't go too much into detail uh joe gave me gave me a stern warning not to talk about toys sure sure um yeah. 
But I will say, Brent, um, as we follow up on that, a couple of different things. One, it is summertime. You're a teacher. Are you enjoying the summer? Well, see, about that is the fact that my school goes to what the Midwest would like to call a balanced calendar. Oh. Most general people like to call that a year-round calendar. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow is our – it's not really – it's not the official day, um, but it is a work day, full day. Oh. Um, get paid for it, stipend rate. But then starting bright and early, Monday morning, is the first official teacher day of school for me and my district. <clears throat> yeah. Your kids probably don't go back to like mid-September, like mid-August. Yeah. Here in uh, good old Indianapolis, there's a lot of schools that are going back in the next yeah. week or two. Like, yeah. like early August 1 is mm. usually like a starting time right now. Everything's been pushed to that time uh, locally. They, we like the balance calendar. People like the fact that you get a spring break, two-week spring break. You get a two-week fall break. Whatever. It is what it is. But, yeah, we go back early. I, I think you just made me throw up a little bit in my mouth. So, thank what, you. What, you. Okay, you say that. that. You say that. But you're, you're – My kids are gone, man. I know, right? You don't even have to worry about it anymore. So, why are you throwing up in your mouth? Because this is, like, one of those things that, like – Society. Back in my day. Society. Back in my day, August was for the teachers. It's society, brother. I'm, I'm okay. just. I feel the downfall of society begins and ends with school not taking a summer break. So, I think it needs a summer break. Fall break should be a couple days. Spring break one week. This whole two week, two week, two week. No, it's ridiculous. I think it's a joke. D Doc probably loves it, but you know what? Because he's got four and five year olds. But for me, looking back at it, just a just a joke. Needs to be from. Memorial Day to Labor Day, damn it. And then a week for spring break. That's what you need. So, um, and so Brent's got three dogs, and I will follow up. I listened to the Hyperspace Heroes podcast with Brown Leader, Scruffy. Was it Matt? And yeah, you, Matt. Brent? Yeah. I, if you haven't listened to it, if you haven't checked it out, I'm, I'm going to give it a thumbs up right here and tell you, you need to go check it out. And those guys do a great job. Uh, they, they do like we do. They approach shows a little differently. It's not every week with what's happening to this and what's happening to. It's <laughs> not that they they have fun. I really enjoy their episode where they had the gentleman who wrote the books for Silo. Yeah, the Silo author. They just had him on. They were talking about it. That was incredible. And then I watched the show right after that, and I thought, holy hell, great show! I maybe want to check out those books. I don't know, but I started those audio books actually because I saw the trailer for the show and thought it looked cool, but I never finished it actually. So I got, I got through it. an episode of the show. But one oh. thing they said that was cool is like, right? So we collect. We're all collectors. Um, obviously, like I think what is it? Scruffy is a hardcore, oh, hardcore Star Wars collector out of the group. But uh, they were talking about they do like a collecting corner and they just last ten minutes of their show with yeah. some other segments. They were talking about it doesn't have to be just what are you collecting. So obviously we talk Star Wars stuff or whatever. Uh, the author was on and they're like, yeah, he just like I understand that people do that, but so I never was really into collecting. However, when I wrote this, sh- uh, when I wrote the books, uh, one of the characters, the Pez dispenser, became. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a signature calling for one of the characters. And he's like, you know what? Ever since I've put the books have been published, I get Pez dispensers in the mail from fans. So he has 
a collection of different that's Pez dispensers. Freaking great. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. Um, well, congrats. You and I now are both part of the three dog club. I have a third dog as well. So it's, it's a different lifestyle, my friend. And I got rid of three kids. They're all grown up and moved out and I have three dogs. So that's how it goes. But my man D doc still has those three kids. And I, right. I'm not mistaken. His youngest just said the word, but the other day. Yes. So D doc, how you doing? I'm doing good. And I have three animals, though. I don't have three dogs. I have one okay. dog and two cats. So Okay. But one of the cats is probably fat enough to be counted as a dog <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'm actually going to be getting her checked for diabetes soon. <laughs> <laughs> the beatus, the beatus, beatus. Yeah, <laughs> right there. She's Liberty Mutual for animals. Diabetes. Big lump on a log. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, but I'm doing great. I mean, I just did. I just got back from uh, Key Largo this week. Yes, little, I want to uh, hear about that. Get some fish in it. Yeah. Now, here's mahi, the thing: mahi. Like, did you eat it? Did you eat the mahi that you caught? Yes, I did. Hot dog. I, uh, okay, I, I, I'm not a seafood guy. I grew up with my parents not eating it, um, and that I, I, I give them credit for me op- not opening me up to that world. My wife and her family, huge seafood people. So I've been dipping my toe in the water. I dove in on this trip. I pretty mahi, much mahi. ate seafood the whole time. Um, it was freaking, the, the mahi was incredible. I actually might be able to share a picture of, uh, I think I can share. I like you and you and Joe Doc were in there, right? Was Joe Doc in this picture? Is that what Alfie said? I have, uh, yeah, Joe was in the one with me. I mean, that was a good size mahi that you took yeah. uh, that you that you shared with us in the text ring. Dude, it was funny because when they started hitting, we were trolling out in the ocean. And the captain says to us, he said, he's like, the wind is blowing inshore. He's like, you guys smell that? And like, you could kind of smell like a smoky smell in here. He's like, that's Cuba. They just burn all of their trash there. And you're just like, oh, man, that's wild. And he's like, yeah, honestly, he's like, with this wind, we might have a refugee boat blown by us. And we kind of laughed. He's like, I'm not joking. He's like, they're, they're just like rolling up on shore it's like crazy <laughs> this that was that was not on the bingo card for tonight uh, there's one just beach in the, in the uh, i mean we're talking key largo and we're talking like the southern keys of florida <laughs> oh, yeah man. it's wild it, but uh the the ocean was great it was uh so how big of a boat were you on were you on like a private fishing boat with like five to ten people or were you a big. big commercial like like 20 or 30 40 people uh, it was just us. It was just our group. It, so it okay. was uh, the one guy, shout out to Captain Pete. You know, if you're listening to Rule of the Galaxy podcast down in Key Largo. Captain Pete. Awesome. I should have, you know what? It's funny because I should have given them the freaking Rule of the Galaxy stickers because yes. I got flagged at TSA because they were like, they're, they're sitting there searching my backpack. And oh, then the no. girl pulls out the stack of Rule of the Galaxy stickers and she, she's saying to the guy in the front, it's stickers. It's stickers because I still have the stack from the ICCC in my bag. I haven't taken them out. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, we actually flew home. We froze um, the mahi meat and put them in our carry ons and flew home with them on the plane. <laughs> Were Mrs. D Doc and the other Mrs. D Doc with you, or was it you and Joe? No, it was a guy's trip actually with my wife's family. So, her dad, her uncle, her, uh, my brother-in-law, they, they wanted to plan like a, a annual fishing trip. They've talked about it for a long time and, uh, it finally happened this year. So I, I'm a flyer now, man. Oh, I, I used to flying. not want to fly at all. And now I'm like enjoying it. 
what what airline do you guys like to use? Because there was I, a Delta versus Southwest battle going on on it, this trip. I I will say this: <laughs> if I'm flying if I'm flying domestically, I feel much more comfortable, it's quick and easy, in my opinion, Southwest for where I'm going to. If I'm going mm-hmm. to if I'm if I can get there a straight shot and not have a stop off, I'll go Southwest. If I have to, I I can live with American Delta and United, but internationally so far i i have uh, i've enjoyed united it's been the one that's worked for me internationally um but i mean it, it's, it's personal preference probably this is going to go back to our amusement park conversation i am universally not going to fit in any airline <laughs> or anywhere um the only place that i have oh, found that i enjoy is southwest if you can get in an a or b boarding group mm-hmm. And then I can steal a bulkhead or the exit row. Mm-hmm. If I can't steal the bulkhead or the exit row, then it feels the same. But Southwest is Southwest is nice. What I don't understand is why for Delta Airlines, you have your section, you have your seat reserved, and people still treat it like it's Southwest where you want to fight to get into like, you know, the line. It's like, guys, our seats are already accounted for. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to cluster. They had to get the police to move people back because they were just uh. like clustering at our gate. I'm like, and the, the guy just kept kept going on the mic. Everybody, please back off of the gate. We're trying to board the plane. And everyone just sits there, just ignores them. I'm like, just back up. What are you guys doing? Flying you, is interesting. <laughs> you, yeah, I, I could fly all the time. And I don't have any flights coming up soon. But as soon as I can possibly fly, I will. I absolutely love it. I, I, there's something about it. When I was growing up as a little kid, I didn't fly for most of my life. And then at like, uh, 30, all of a sudden I had to start flying all the time for work and now I can't get enough of it. I'd fly, I'd fly for work if I could. But, um, I tell you what, you want to talk about a guy who had just coolness and was just ballsy move. One of my bosses, would only fly first class. And when I'd have to go on sales trips and business trips with him, he would always and only buy the front row seat 1A and 1B. And he would sit, he showed me, I mean, I couldn't afford, you know, I can't afford first class all the time on my own. But every time he said, hey, I need you to go or do you want to go? I'd hop on because he would get a seat 1A, 1B. We would sit and wait for the entire plane to load and just chill, have drinks, relax, because we knew we didn't have to worry about Jack because we knew we were going to sit in the very front row right there. And then when we were getting off, first ones to leave. So I was like, dude, I need to get in that kind of a role right there. That was that was a gangster move. I loved it. So And Star Wars was involved, too. We watched Empire Strikes Back. Me and Joe sat next to each other. We both hit the TV screen at the same time and watched Empire Strikes Back on the flight. Uh to Fort Lauderdale. So it was, uh, you know, what's funny. We were hitting a little turbulence and it's like, I'm watching Han Solo in the freaking cockpit of the Millennium Falcon <laughs> shaking around and everything. And I'm like, this, this feels like I'm in the movie. It's like a 4d movie, you know, it's great. Well, I love it that at 14 and a half minutes in, we really had a first, uh, kind of star Wars discussion point. Han Solo yeah, exactly. bouncing around the cockpit. <laughs> hey, um, I don't want Brent to go to sleep because he's he's got his first day of real work tomorrow. We got to get him, <laughs> got to get him pumped up and everything here. So as I said, it's episode two hundred twenty one. We we did discuss what we're going to talk about the Ahsoka podcast podcast trailer and kind of go over that and everything like that. 
I will say this. I know we, in our text chain, we talked about should we have shows? Should we not have shows? Because all these people out there are saying you don't want to support this content or this or that or whatever because of strikes and all that stuff. Guys, we're just guys. We're just people who talk. I mean, if somebody's upset that we're having a podcast this week, sorry. And there's the killer dog looking at Brent. It's going to eat him halfway through the show. Um, but uh, so you're really missing out if you're not watching on YouTube or Twitter live right now because Brent's got a dog staring him down. But um, yeah, I don't, all that stuff's crazy. Let's just talk. Let's just have fun. Um, I promised no toy talk, but the very first thing I had written down was a toy item. So I'm going to bypass it for Brent because I made a promise to him. No, 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 no. You can talk no. your toys, but no, I can't talk mine. I didn't nope, say you nope. could. We just, I just listened to an hour of you talking about your toys. That's true. It was great. Maybe want to get, maybe want to buy them and play Legion with you. No, but I, you, I don't have the attention span. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will just throw this out there. It's not even toy talk. It's finance talk. You know my love for Obi Wan Kenobi. They have a new Obi Wan Kenobi character come out, and it's twenty eight dollars for a black six inch black series. Um, what? Okay, you could. Um, so twenty eight bucks for a six inch black series, I, guys. I'm kind of getting out of the spending for for black series. I, I, it just doesn't make sense. Twenty eight dollars for a figure. That's my only thing. That's all I wanted to say. I'm done with it. Well, there, you we say that it's, you say that it's twenty eight dollars for a figure. You can't go to a fast food restaurant now and not spend. 12 to 13 dollars for one meal for one yeah, person you're correct so it's not just that the toys are going up life's more expensive and i do dave you got to put this comment up because it's fantastic <laughs> i'm laughing i know that i know you are and like we're all <laughs> r- laughing at it and oh that's your brother this is your that's your my buddy. brother yeah oh yeah oh that's your brother okay I was thinking it might be the real Dave Jones. Like he would have been the real Dave Jones. I was thinking it was the Georgia Mafia. He's not going to eat another vegetable until the writers get paid. I no, about that. Like why? Like why can't we talk about? Like okay, I, I understand it was. It's kind of facetiousness in the but like the world moves on. Yeah, things move on. Entertainment's going to move on in some way, shape, or form. And I'll tell you right now, if they're not getting paid. The 12 to the 15 and under crowd doesn't even watch scripted television anymore. No. My kid yeah. is my kid will not watch any scripted television shows. She watches stupid YouTube shorts or YouTube. Yep. She's not, like so like which is a problem for the writers, right? Like, I mean, there are people, and hopefully as the kids get older, they get into the scripted dramas and scripted stuff. But, like, that's where we're coming from. The world is a-changing. And it we is. Gotta, we got to figure it out. That you know, AI can write a, can you write you a script. I, I heard somebody today say, you know, they're worried about these changes. And somebody said, well, you know, the, the train industry didn't really... You know, that went bye-bye when people had cars, right? The the horse and buggy got got taken away, right? I mean, where were the people? It Life changes. Things happen. Different things replace different things. You're exactly right, Brent. You know why movie numbers go down? Do you know why TV numbers go down? Because half of people are watching YouTube, TikTok, and things like that because their attention spans shorter, all that kind of stuff. You hit it right on the head. People are changing. 
but horse and buggies do exist because my wife had to break and allow a buggy to change lanes in front of her when they were going to get the dog. And they took a picture. I was on the phone with her friend and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, there's a horse and buggy coming right for us. What do we do? What do we do? Oh my God, there's a horse. There's, no, no, Brit, you don't understand. There's a horse and buggy coming right at us. What do we do? I was like, you stop and you let them. They're just like a car, but, yep. but it's a horse and a buggy. It's a, so they still exist. Anyways, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but at the same time, like we talk about the things that we like, we talk about the things that we love. We're not saying we're not joining one side of the argument or other and saying one side nope. is one side should get and one side should win. We want it to end <laughs> as soon as possible for yep. everyone to be amicable on either side. But here's another thing about your toy time. There it's not just the writer strike, there is a pending UPS strike as well. Don't know, like, I heard about that, that like there's a, the UPS oh, workers and the companies. So let's not even talk like if you want to buy your um, if you want to buy your Black Series Boba Fett helmet in 2020 and it doesn't come till 2021, <laughs> it might be delayed even further now because of the shipping delays. You are correct. Um, so that's another little wrinkle that's going to get into everybody and it's going to bother everybody if this happens. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's like. And I'm pretty much the same with you, Brent. It's like, I'm not on either. Like, I really don't know the details of like what, what is being asked for. The one thing I do get is like people, they, they want people to be pretty much sign a contract for their AI to be able to be, you know, we, we own your body or uh, like pretty much. And this all comes full circle back to Star Wars is do you think once they saw how popular that Luke Skywalker scene was in the Mandalorian and that they used Mark Hamill's likeness uh, as AI and how well it was received that these studios started to say, Hey, we should start signing some AI contracts or whatever. So we can use this person's uh, likeness and voice or whatever, like, you know, in the year 2051 or whatever, you know, um, um, I think that's goes, weird to I me. Think... It's just weird. It goes back even further than that, though, right? Because Peter Cushing and mm -hmm. uh, Leia were in Rogue One. Cushing had been long since dead, but they used his likeness to generate an AI quality. So they had to get the rights or somehow figure out a way to make that work. Um, I think it's also like I, I, I'm a huge fan of some sci-fi horror stuff in Black Mirror. So if anybody watches the Netflix stuff, Black Mirror, there is a AI generated. So they just created another five or six little vignettes. D Doc, do you know anything about it? Black Mirror? No, I would like to watch it though. It sounds similar to Twilight Zone. So it, I'd it's it's a like modern it. Twilight Zone. It's a modern Twilight Zone. It's a modern take on what technology could possibly do, and it creates alternate realities based upon some sort of spin of alternate reality or technology. One of the which one of which is it is a person whose life is on television. It's like they completely take and because you signed up to be on Netflix, they could take my, because I signed the contract for Netflix deep written deep in their bylaws, they can generate AI and they can then create a show based upon me. And it's like a word for word, what your life is like. They're stealing your life because they can do that and record it from all the cameras. And then they post the show up as it's happening. So like, yeah, that's a that's a fetched take on it. But at the same time, I talked to a guy who works for the local paper, the Indianapolis Star, and there's already you can have an AI bot write the ad copy 
then you put it through another AI bot to make it sound more human, and then you put it through another AI bot, and you have a completely auto-generated ad copy that you put into your um, without having a human do anything. Wow. Until I see a robot plunge a toilet, that's when I'm going to start getting worried. <laughs> so certain <laughs> certain <laughs> certain jobs at this point are probably going to be harder to have AI take care of. Yes. Um, but AI can do a lot of the the IP type <clears throat> roles, right? Like script writing. Yeah. Um, all of that, like I mean, teaching writing papers um it's gonna go back to having teachers having to have kids write things out and not use the internet because you can ai generate something handwriting baby bring it back let's go loosely loose yeah it's gonna have to but yeah sorry um so yeah sorry to go back down the road of the strikes but at the same time okay. like we have to acknowledge it but what else is going on in the world? So, Jerry, Joe, what's the what's another topic other than toy time? Um, sure. Yeah. No. Um, so, I need to say one thing first. Go right ahead, D-Doc. What if I told you little Dave Doherty did not know it was called loose leaf paper until fifth grade? I called it blue sleeve paper pretty much uh, my entire childhood. Blue sleeve. Wow. Interesting. No teachers picked up on that, man. Blue sleeve paper. <laughs> I guess if you say it did fast you have enough, a, it sounds like it. Did you have a lisp? Nope. Interesting. I just always thought it was blue sleeve. Like t-shirt sleeve. I just learned this year it's called an alcove and not an outcove. <laughs> O-U-T cove? Yeah. You thought it was an O-U-T, not A-L-cove? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it is an outcove. It makes sense. You know... Alcove, I will say this: Alcove. we've we've now known D Doc or Dave, if that's how you know him, for two plus years. And between I Triple C and this, I've I've learned so much about him in the past <laughs> few months. I mean, the dude used to be in a band, play the drums. He had, I mean, long red hair, bangs down over his eyes. Um, you know, skateboarder. I I just I just I'm seeing a totally different. I mean, I, but that fits with like, so yeah, calling it yeah. an alcove and blue sleeve fits <laughs> with the drummer and the skater. Yes. The lines were blue on them. <laughs> oh, I'll never God. forget the first time my brother heard, goes to me. Did you just say blue sleeve? Like he finally like <laughs> caught it. He's like, have oh, you been calling crap. it that your whole life? For those of you who joined on for any Star Wars talk, we we apologize We're that we've just there. been doing life in general. Um, okay, Brent, you asked about another topic besides yeah. out coach Sorry. and blue sleeve. Um, have either one of you seen the Indiana Jones movie? No, but it does flick your bick, and you've dropped that in your two other podcasts <laughs> with with Scott Rifen each time. <laughs> I have a problem with you dropping this <laughs> reference. <laughs> No, honestly, I was going to go watch it maybe a couple weeks ago. It was sitting there, and then there's a part of me is like, I, don't, I, I didn't want to spend the money to go watch the movie. And I felt, I think, I, don't, I feel like I said this on a different cast, but you might not have been on this one. But like, I felt like I was almost in a way being peer pressured to go watch it because there's mm -hmm. this expectation that Star Wars fans should watch it. And I didn't really have any pull to it. And I talked myself out of going to watch it. I mean, I was bored out of my mind. I was like, hey, it's there. 
but like I could have also watched Guardians of the Galaxy, but I can wait for that one to come out also. So I kind of talked myself out of it. I've listened to all the reviews. It's not going to spoil anything for me. Yeah, no. I. Um, but no, I haven't actually seen it. Yeah, I'm hoping to catch it before it's out of theaters. I just had, honestly, since it's come out, I told my little guy we would go see it just because he likes Indiana Jones. He thinks he's cool, and I would love to take him to see it if it is the last Indiana Jones movie that'll hit theaters. So I would like to go and and see it before it's done its run. So I need to get there soon, honestly, because it seems like movies are in theaters for a blink, and then they're they're out. So. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming yeah. out right now. I want to see uh, Oppenheimer too. Like, I'm yeah. locked into seeing that movie. Like, I so, will be in the theater for that. Their movies yeah. are in for a blink. You're right. At the same time, they show up on <laughs> social medias, or not social medias. They show up on streaming just as quickly. I know. Right? Like, and that's the. I think that's a problem too. There needs to be like a wait demand, like that. Oh man, I like. I don't like. I for, I wanted to go see that. Create a demand. <laughs> they don't allow the demand to be brought up and just they, they leave them in for quick and then, okay, we'll just ship, ship it off to the yep. scrip- subscription service. Agreed 100%. And um, I, I did enjoy it, as you guys heard, with me talking to Mark Newbold and Scott Reifen. Um, it's, it, it's a fun, entertaining movie. You're exactly right, though. And, Britt, you actually just brought up one of the next topics I was going to bring up, and it is we're not creating, like, Going to the theater, going to the movies, those things were events, right? It was an event to go spend an evening and, and buy your popcorn and your drinks and your juji fruits or whatever you're going to buy. You know, we're not doing that anymore with movies, with the, the cinema. Is it time to make it to where less Star Wars is better Star Wars and we eventize Star Wars? Uh, you know, is it good to be back to where we're anticipating, we're waiting, we're, we're having those debates for three years between movies and building up and making time for them to grow and have a good script put together instead of it being up. Oh, well, you know what? Iger said we got to make this much money this fast. Let's go pop them out. Let's go. Is it better to make it? Would you guys prefer less Star Wars? Would it be better? Or more Star Wars, would that be better? I I would say I think less is better. Actually, you know, I I <clears throat> I love it. I love when we have it. But uh, yeah, I think that anticipation and and having it be special when you see it and and exciting. I think because I mean those that was the feeling I had when I saw Force Awakens. Like it was like it was like man, I haven't felt this for a long time. You know, like the, the anticipation. Mm-hmm. of going to a theater and seeing a star Wars movie. And I mean, I, I definitely have that build up now and it technically hasn't even been that long. Like that's the crazy part. Like, I mean, I know it's been a couple of years, but uh, you know, for waiting, waiting between uh, return of the Jedi and episode month one must've been a hell of a wait. Honestly, <laughs> I don't want to wait that long, but you know, I think a good five years, you know, I don't think that's a, a terrible thing. I know that you want to make the money off of your IP, but I mean, haven't they probably made it already with that tr- with that trilogy that they put out? Uh, like, you know, I don't mind waiting and 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 doing it right. I have no problem with that as long as you choose the right story. Okay, Ryan, how about you? Yeah, I. Um, yes, mm. it should be it. It should be slower. Um, I think 
there should be some sort of build to it. I like the fact that we've been getting things. I like the idea of having the serial television shows. I like the idea that there is something on Disney Plus to to bring us back. Um, but I, yeah, it should be slower. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, 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 is there a rush to get content out so the content is not as good? Is there a, I don't know, like, where where do we go? But at the same time, I also don't like the fact that the insider culture makes it seem like this one's coming. Oh, get your hype ready. And then it doesn't happen. So right. I do like that there is time in between. But I also like the fact to, that there should be some silence to allow things to happen um, and some secrecy. They, they try hard, but they still lose that. I don't know. No, I got you. I mean, I, I growing up at the time frame that I did, I always enjoyed that the big main stories happen in the movies and then supplemental stories happen in the books. I know it's a book thing, but if you're going to replace some of the book storylines with serial TV shows and it not be, you know, it's not Avengers Endgame in a TV show, it's Avengers Endgame is on a movie and you know, a story about a side characters in a TV show. I'm okay with that um, because it gives you that. Oh, I get a little taste. I get a little, little bit of action related to it, but I'm not so worried that it's the end all be all. Right. Um, so I, I agree. I mean, as much, as much as I love star Wars, I would think this hasn't killed me to not have movies. I do think it needs to be an event. I do think it needs to be spread out a little bit. Um, instead of, um, you know, all all bunched together. What is that question we've got right there? It is French, and it says a question, if you please. Go right ahead, Whisper. Yeah. Send Any us a question. S'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. Oui. See, I'm, I'm more of an Italian guy. I don't use s'il vous plaît, but that's... What is, the, uh, what is the line from... Um... The Dark Knight. Uh, you, uh, if you live long enough as a hero, uh, mm -hmm. what is yep. it? God, no, no, you live long enough to. Uh, you can eat, or you die. Of, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, or you die a hero. Yep. Yeah, and that's what I think happens with some of this. I mean, look at what's happening with Marvel. I mean, Marvel's fans have been turning on it. I've, I, I've been a fan of Marvel. I wouldn't consider mm -hmm. myself a, a fan of Marvel the way I'm a fan of Star Wars. I, would, I wouldn't call myself a fringe fan. I've seen all the movies, watched a decent amount of the shows, know the storylines, but I didn't read all the comics and everything. And I'm not like fully invested into that as much as I am. But it's like, you know, Marvel's, Marvel fans wanted more and more and more and more. They got it. And now it's just like, uh, this thing is stale now at this point. All right. Yeah. We got our question. Here. Go ahead. Pop it up there, D-Doc. Yeah. For those listening only, did Dooku and Grievous know of Sidious' plan during the battle over Coruscant, and was Grievous aware Palpatine was Sidious as Dooku clearly did during his execution? His wow. plan. That's a. That's a. It's a high level question. It is. A, it's. A, it's a good question. Um, 
I don't know. I don't think that Grievous knew that Sidious was also Palpatine. I'll do a little swerve just to try to give some sort of segue into this question. If you talk (laughs) about little stories that should connect in, Dr. Grievous, my friends, should have some sort of a story. He needs a visual story because I want to know who and where he came from. So I do like that. Do I think that Grievous knew of Sidious's plan? No. I mean, it's pretty pretty simple to me. Grievous was recruited to be a tactician, to be a person who was to get other people to do the work. Um, And he could could kick ass if he needed to. Um, He wasn't in, he wasn't in on, he wasn't in on it. And I think if he was, that, I don't know, that changes a lot, right? Sidious, from what I understand, and I am not Alfie, I am not Joe, I don't dig into the, yeah. to the, to the early lore, but Sidious, Sidious only allowed, Sidious only allowed the people he wanted to allow to know who he was. Yeah. Um, and as far as Dooku, going back, I mean, during the filming of, of Revenge of the Sith, I, I don't think they had that plan in place to have Dooku know the full story of what was going on and that he was going to get executed right there uh, and become stumpy. But um, I think if you go back and watch Clone Wars season six, season seven, well, yeah, season six for sure. He, well, yeah, because he knew about fives and he knew about the chips in their head and he knew about... Grievous uh, or Dooku? No, Dooku. Dooku knew the plan was related to the chips. Dooku knew that the clones had that. Dooku was there to try to help uh, Palpatine uh, slash Sidious try to kill off Yoda during season six of the Clone Wars. They they joined forces together to try to get him killed um, during, I mean, during he, season he, six. So He also yeah. tried to kill Yaddle. He also yep. was the one who created and removed... Um, uh Camino from the databanks if you take mm-hmm. that if you take that as canon from the Jedi tale stuff so Dooku again Sidious lets people know he lets you know what he wants you to know yep um Grievous I don't even think that he knew that Grievous I don't even think Grievous knew that he was behind Dooku he just listened to what Dooku said, and whatever Dooku was saying became true. So he learned to follow what Dooku was saying. Yeah, I, I, you're right, Brent. I think that uh, Palpatine slash Sidious. I'm not sure he gave anyone the full story. Now, Grievous, Grievous might have known fifty percent. Dooku might have known eighty percent, but they still didn't know a hundred percent. And see, when you say this, right? I don't even know if, and this is me, and this is because of my, I don't, I go, I refuse. I think it's I refuse. I refuse, refuse to think that Palpatine had that much power, right? So I don't even know if Sidious knew what the full plan was. Sidious, yeah. Sidious had ideas of a plan, and he had nuggets and kernels of ideas, and he had to see which one would take him where. Correct. I mean, and, did he technically ever let anyone fully in, even Vader? I mean, even Vader, yeah. he technically was ready for, you know, Luke to take over that role, technically, Correct. right? Like, he 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 really never let anyone in. He, he let you in a couple. He, yeah, he would just 
he would just give you little nuggets and make yeah, you feel me, like he's your boy, but he, he was not. He but never gave he, 100% to anybody. He kept a lot back for himself. But is that because he already had the plan drawn out, or is that because he was just waiting to see what was happening and he was good and quick on his feet? Well, I think I think he was constantly creating plan B and plan C. Just like Whisper's next question, is it fair to assess Dooku's death to be an opportunistic one? Was his death Sidious plan B? If so, what was plan A? Well, I think plan A was Darth Maul. Darth Maul was his plan A. It didn't work out. He had to have a plan B, which if you read the Plagueis novel, Dooku was his plan B going in in the Plagueis novel. And then once he met Anakin and said he's going to have to keep an eye on you know him during the end of Phantom Menace, uh, right there he saw his plan C, and he was grooming him the entire time while he was getting what he needed out of Dooku. And when he saw the opportunity to kill him off and make Anakin take that next step forward into becoming his next apprentice it it was opportunistic but it i don't think dooku was ever going to be his eventual plan he wanted young strong apprentice underneath him that could do all his dirty work while he led from behind my personal opinion i don't know love it okay whisper thank you well i love it's nice to get live questions like that um you know you mentioned batman and that stuff uh, right there christopher nolan was in the news talking about his interest or if he'd be interested or what have you in a star Wars movie, as much as I like the, the Batman trilogy and I'm getting ready to watch Oppenheimer, which is Christopher Nolan. Correct. Um, I, I, if he's, I mean, this movie has got me really excited. I love the Batman trilogy that he created. I think he could do a great job in star Wars. I don't know about you guys. What are your guys thoughts? I mean, this goes to the same thing that John Boyega said. Merci beaucoup. Dorian. Um, so sorry, Dorian is, I believe you, you, you as well. Like, okay. And I'm probably pronouncing it terrible. Um, this goes to the thing that John Boyaga said, right? If the right story presents itself at the right yeah. time, right? Like everyone's going to say yes. No one's going to say no until they get put into the pressure cooker. They're not going to say no because they want to be open to the opportunity. So if they actually come to them with an opportunity and the feeler and everything is presented to them, they can say yes or no. But in publicly during interviews, they're going to say yes. No one's going to be like, you know what? I really wasn't that kind of a guy. I, I, no, I don't really want to do a Star Wars. Sure, they're going to say, yeah, like I'm open to the idea. That doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're going to invest the time into it. And then once they get into the screenwriting, into the story group, into Lucasfilms, into where they see that the fan base gets and they dive into where you have 10,000 podcasts that spend 130 hours a week <laughs> talking about their, sto their, their stories. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Did Brent lock up? No, no, I I was just, okay. no because I read whisper. the comments. Man, I stopped and then I read the comments. <laughs> it's heartwarming to hear Americans say thank you in French. Sounds like merci beaucoup. <laughs> merci beaucoup. Well, that's, that's you know. I, I saw um, that uh, he did an interview and I think they asked him, like, would you be interested in directing stars in the future? And I think he said, like, I'm not going to comment on that because He's been on the record for saying Star Wars was what inspired him to get into film and to become a director. Like Star Wars was his inspiration. Okay. So, so like he's one of those guys where it's like the like 
it's it's his baby too just as it is ours you know what i mean so it's like if he was in the driver's seat i don't know if he wants i don't know if he wants to be in the driver's seat of sure. it sure i think if you find a actor or a director or a writer or anybody who is in the film industry currently you would be hard pressed for them to not say that star wars influenced them that is the one thing and the reason why there are so many people talking about it is because of how many like how many people love it and how influential it was into the movie making industry yeah. so i think you name you name the actor you need you name the director you name the actor there are things about it that they would love to be a part of i mean jack black was in it right like lizzo was it was in some something with star wars right Mm-hmm. These are people that I, I, who would have known, but then like, and everybody's like, well, why is Lizzo in it? She then you it. hear, a, you hear, you hear a story about it. Right. And she grew up sitting down watching it with her dad or what? I didn't read the whole story, but it was something like that, that she has stuff about it. Like she's in, into it. So yep. it's hard to find people in society. They are people fair enough, but it's hard to say like anybody in the industry is not influenced by it. So I'm not taking what you're saying, but I'm just saying like it's hard. Everyone's going to say that they're influenced by it because it was so groundbreaking. Agreed. And that's why I think it needs to be eventized, if that's a new word. Um, I'll steal that from Mark Newbold because that's what he was calling it on Panther Tracks. It, eventized is, is... Star Wars was that groundbreaking thing. Star Wars was that thing that changed cinema. So let's keep it that way. Let's not make it like everything else, let's uh, let's make it a big event to where people get worked up over it over a year over a year's time. So um, it, it takes a lot, though, right? Like, yeah. So Star Wars changed movie making. Jurassic Park changed movie making. Um, I want to say I'm trying to think of who whoever did. Um, I don't know. Whenever they went to the flashback, so you show the last part of the movie and then you show how it led up to that little part of the movie. Tarantino, um, whoever whoever started with that was like mm-hmm. the high climax in the first five minutes of the movie, and then you build up back to that climax. That changed the way in movie making for a long time. Um, it's just well, you had it, the Sixth Sense and Usual Suspects, where they would get to the end, and then they do a recap right at the end. The of plot all the things twist. you missed, and yeah, but but at some levels, that comes. Those are all influenced from the "I Am Your Father." <laughs> True. Um, well, hey, we, we've gotten this far in. We haven't spoken about Ahsoka and the trailer, and I know it came out last week, um, but Alfie, uh, the book of Alfie, sent me a book of things to comment on it, and uh, I can bring up those and discuss all those, but it's probably pretty good if we walk through it and just talk a little bit about it, and that way maybe some of these comments of his will be a little bit more meaningful. Um so, D-Doc, I don't know if you're able to pull that up or not. but I can. Uh, and it's the trailer that was from, uh, th- this says nine days ago. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, that's our yep. most recent one. Right? That is our most recent one. Cool. And we can, Brand, if you see something you want to talk about or stop, you know, say it. And we can let it roll. We can talk about it. Sure. But if, if we want to stop something, either one of you guys, just stop it or say stop and we'll. We'll go from there, but um, but I feel yeah. I, I feel like Whisper is a new listener and doesn't realize the depth of our love for Dooku, and <laughs> it just makes me happy that somebody came in with a Dooku comment and the Stumpy referring to the Stumpy comment <laughs> without knowing all of the background. I feel yeah. I could be completely wrong. He could be one of our many listeners, or she 
could be one of the many listeners that we have. But I just like the fact that it came in with a Dooku <laughs> and our love of the suave, sophisticated, elegant man that he is. He is. Hey, Dooku was one of the first Black Series figures I ever bought. That's why he's right on the shelf behind me over here. I mean, he's and, he, he's one of my favorite figures I have. I love the figure. And I met him in person at ICC Con last year, and it was amazing. He was there? Yeah, there was a super a good cosplay. Oh, really? There was a super good cosplayer yeah. of him. Oh my god, he's he's he fell over. That's why I couldn't see him behind me. He fell <laughs> at over. Least he, at least you didn't break him. I mean, yeah. you, you've been known to do that with some Legos. I don't are we know gonna pull that... this? Are you gonna pull this Ahsoka trailer up, sir? Yes, I am. Right. Brent's gotta get sleep sometime tonight. Oh, I look. I could talk all day. Like you said something in there while D Doc's pulling it up. You mentioned that like if you want to do a little story that's connected to the big story. Yeah. So what that made me think about was, do they ha- do all stories? Have to be connected? No. Have to be within the world, or it can be a completely new story, right? Well, look like, at, look at visions. I mean, while they haven't been super popular, there's a lot of people who really like them, but they're fun little stories, right? They're just in that realm, and and I'm fine with stories being in that realm. That's what I grew up with with the comics and with the books and everything. Be in the realm, you know. That's fine. So. So, Joe, uh, you point out stuff. You tell me when to pause. Same with Brent. I'm just going to be our. Uh... Okay. I'm just going to be our little guy here. All right. So the volume is off. Hold on. So as we're watching this, Alfie sent me a thing and said, that is a Jedi shuttle. Um, How do you know that that's a Jedi? Because it looks like a Lambda class. He said it was an Eta class Jedi shuttle. Well, so, I'll take his word for it. Like, yeah. but... So there's Hati or Hati, whatever, you know. I must destroy this okay we got the the rebel troopers now the new republic troopers are in blue now so that it's just like matt lanner playing that during the mandalorian and again fellas we get a hallway scene which is i think is becoming it's distinctly cleaner. it's cleaner and brighter yeah right so yep. this is i'm not obviously the new republic is what if it was an empire ship this would be black it would be yep. it would be the reverse Right, yep. so we're looking at something that is they've taken that image that was, and they've reversed it to make it look like it's cleaner, brighter. Think about it. If you're an imperial thing, you'd have darker gray walls with bad lighting, and you'd have white troopers. Here, you've got blue troopers in lighter walls. So getting hit with blasters, though. Getting hit. With- I mean. Homeboy, like you pause at the right time, the blaster is like right on <laughs> Homeboy's getting, face. <laughs> he's getting gun smoked. <laughs> he just got gun smoked. And I think yeah. it's a reflection, though. I think it's it's off oh, of Balin. Yeah, go ahead. Because Balin pulls a uh, Vader. Oh you're, oh, you're talking about the you're right, right there. Black, doing yeah. the reflect on the hallway. I think he's pulling he's another, tossed. as we see, another great hallway scene. Yeah, Balin. Oh, look at that force push. We are no Jedi. And Man. he does a Kylo Ren move, and he and Hati are there together. So there we go. That's wild. Yeah, we are no Jedi too. I mean, call back to uh, I'm no Jedi from Ahsoka. There we go. I started hearing whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the. All right, here's that uh, ship that Alfie was talking to us about with the uh, gold yes. interior. And and so in in the Thrawn books or in the Heir to the Empire trilogy books, they had the Dark Force, which was the Katana fleet. And Lando talked about how there was gold inlay 
in a lot of those ships. You do you remember that, Brent? And I just oh yeah 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 yeah. So so Alfie was more pointing in the out. second book. That's more in the second book than yes. it is in the first book. Yeah. Yeah. In the second book, when Lando and Han are out uh, with Garmbel Ib, General Garmbel Ib, Iblis. Iblis, uh, yeah, yeah, they they talk about how he's got some of the Katana fleet hidden away, and it had gold inlay in it like this. Go ahead. And who who is his, who is his female partner? <sighs> Garmbel that, Iblis. That looks okay. So, boys, does this look like um, Mando and Grogu's little rock? It, it has temple? similarities. Yeah, it's a it's like Stonehenge mixed with uh, the the rock that. Tython, right? Yeah, Tython. That's what I couldn't think of all the, but like where Grogu found and communicated with Luke. And and it looks like there's a um. So also, I I believe like is this where we're getting ready to see Morgan uh, Elsbeth, whatever? Because it looks like it's almost a Night Sisters thing as well. Like it looks like the the Night Sisters place. They've talked about it being like the the outer realms or the outer reaches being where the Night Sisters are. This ship uh, looks pretty dope too. It's got four legs on it rather than three. Kind of think that's interesting. Okay. Beetle. (laughs) What happens when you find Thrawn? That's homegirl from uh, the the town that the that's right. That's that's Morgan Elsbeth that that where she asked. Where's Thrawn? And you see right behind her, Hati and Balin are right behind her. And she's doing this kind of night sister thing. I believe, Alfie even brought it up, I believe there's green mist coming up underneath her, like, now, uh, what's the leader? Uh, Mother Talzin. Mother Talzin. But so, she doesn't look anything like a night sister, right? Like so... I, I catch night sister vibes. I catch them. I feel a little like uh, Asajj Ventress kind of feel about her with hair. Like, look at her. She's got that paler skin. And she did she have that mark in the middle of her forehead during the Mandalorian? I mean, I would have to go back and look at that, but she definitely has some kind of marking in the middle of her forehead, whether it's like tattoo type situation going on. I don't know. So that Shin, isn't that Shin Hati? That's that's the uh, apprentice's name for Balin. So she's asking her, what happens when we find Thrawn to Elsbeth right here? Yeah, see the green? Did you see that? And then she brings up something that looks like the world between worlds kind of stuff here. So I'm going to try to see if I can catch the green. Oh. I missed no, it. Was right yeah, before that. I see it. I see it from the bottom of the, um, yeah, from that rock there, actually. <clears throat> yeah, Brent, see, she's in a rock right in the middle of this thing. Yeah, but I don't know if that's green, like mist and ethereal fog. Do you think that's some kind of like holocron that she puts at that? rock there in the middle there like the Possibly. orb that's floating i don't know but i'm liking these structures it looks like uh they got the markings like... they look like the whole world between worlds and or the markings from rebels on yes um or the jedi temple markings like to give you they also look like don't they look like jedi fallen order doesn't jedi fallen order have those kind of temple type spherical shapes and you have to kind of connect the dots some and a little bit of that d-doc huh. yeah i i was zoning out when you said that actually brent i'm sorry jedi fallen order right so jedi fallen order aren't there some like posts yes. that look like yeah. that yes you do you do find um whispers uh in it where like it's like forced memories that you find throughout the game where and it'll be like around. a mist yep and but they're and they're also found all around with like those spherical shapes and lines with shapes, right? Okay. 
That's so good, real quick while we goal, stop actually, Brent. While, while we stop this right here, do you see on the sides of these these stone structures around there? I guarantee you, if Alfie was watching this right now, the, the way that stone looks with the little dip in the middle and all that, he would say that looks like the stone that was standing next to Luke and the end of Force Awakens that people thought were a headstone. There was a remember that I bet you he would say one of those look like that. That's just me, but I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying that I would say that, but I think Alpha well, would say that. But it could be there because it's also a place where they could connect with the force because Correct. that was where the original force was at. So that Octu mm -hmm. Island could have been um, a, another type of mystical because this looks like a star chart. This is look like a giant holographic star star chart. They're trying to find somebody. They almost have the shape of a silhouette of Ahsoka too. If you look at the top of them, like oh, it yeah. almost looks like a shadow of her. Technically, I don't know if that has anything to do with that. But and when and when Hati asks about what do we do or what do we get when we find Thrawn, Balin says power such as you've never dreamed. Now again, this is thrown together. It could and be, and it's also clip, yeah, yeah. No, it could be I clips from I'm it. not putting anything together to say that it's like linked commentary yeah. which also it's a shame that the actor who plays balen recently passed away too. yeah i mean I so one of his last shows he's ever done such as you've never dreamed okay here she is going into another look like was that homegirl that was homegirl from uh andor was no it's not never mind yeah i don't know who that is but it looks like a commander on a on a new republic ship looks Do like you think that's uh, new republic it's got yeah, white backgrounds. It's, and it's also aqua, not aqua-ish. It's uh, Calamarian, right? Because that looks like the same kind of yeah, chair. Yeah, she does that patch. Too. Yeah. But, and it looks like the chair that, it's a trap that he was sitting in. <laughs> Dude, this girl is badass, man. I, when are they, yeah, they're going to be selling a lot of those figures. And then like those 20, all 29. look like Calamarian. Yes. They look like all That's of That's a freaking different... fleet, man. Look at all those engines. That is a fleet. New Republic. You see, they've got over to the right. They've got some like from the beginning of New Hope. The engines from that from the blockade runner there. They okay. So you got the so if you're looking down, so you got the big one with the bubbles. If you look down, you got a hammerhead. It looks like oh, okay um, with like the what is it six dot like the pattern of exhausts. Yep, mm -hmm. that looks like that one. If you look down here to the bottom left, let's go all the way to the left. That almost looks like an episode one Jedi, the one that from Phantom Menace. If you look at the back end of that, oh, like the one when he came in at the when beginning. They first, yeah, yeah, when they yeah. the one they yeah. landed on, it almost I looks like that's. I like it. Good call, Brent. I like that. I've spent most of my life fighting a war. Okay. Now we've got Hera. Which I don't care. People rip on how she looks compared to drawing. It's a drawing versus real life. Who cares? And I've it's heard Hera. from I've heard from about ten different people. Most of my friends, Matt Evans. Another guy that plays the game Ty that say if Chopper doesn't blow something up, they'll be, they're going to be mad. This looks like a really good, a really well done Chopper here. It looks incredible. Yeah. And, and thanks to Hyperspace Heroes and Mando Talk for the uh, for the comments there. Thank you guys. Uh, so Harris talking to we know Mon Mothma is that uh, is Bail Organa in there? No. Okay. I don't um, think so. Is that from Alistair, the guy, the other guy that they were fighting against to try to get the rule of the? Because uh, um, possibly from uh, from Phantom Menace, they were talking about it. Captain Panaka was so excited when it was him, but they also said it was somebody from Alistair. Yep, I think that's with like the three eyes. I don't know what kind of alien. It's that's a Reese. 
Thank you. You're welcome. I had no idea. <laughs> I will um, never remember that, but thank you. I love it. Hera's still taking charge, kicking butt, taking names, wearing the leather jacket. All right, so let's go, Hera. There are people that believe that this is actually home one and in the same um, conference room that they gave, the the they gave the reports for the Return of the Jedi. Love it. I'm with you, too. All I right. didn't want to speak for you. So that is Ewan McGregor's wife. That's pretty cool. Playing, uh, playing Hera there. That's nice. A little more Star Wars family stuff going on. Love it. You and I both know who could help you with this. She's still just as stubborn as ever. Okay, I'm going to... Can we stop right here? Before we talk about the E-Wing that's right there coming on the screen. Okay, we've talked about this kind of being a Rebels reunion, all that kind of stuff. I'm all for it. I think Rebels, Brent has said a long time ago, Rebels was his go-to animated series. I, I think this is this is exciting. This is interesting. I'm I'm all for it. I think they've got the right characters. It fits well to go right into um, where they're going with this story. So, you guys, you guys, good with that as well. You guys feeling it with the Rebels characters being in here? Absolutely. And do you think, with it being that, that people need to make sure they watch certain parts of Clone Wars or parts of Rebels before they watch this? Are they going to be lost coming into this? Or do they know enough no. about the Star Wars from the movies that this will work? I think if anybody walks into a cold, they should, if it's done well, they shouldn't care and shouldn't have to be lost. The okay. people that know and the hardcore fans should walk in and let it happen and not say, well, you'd left this part out or you left that part out. Right. Like um, I, a lot of people, when you watch the first Iron Man, one of my good friends who was a big comic book person was like, man, they had 20 years of comics to pick from. And this is the storyline they chose. Right. So they kind of right. weren't so happy back in 2007 when it came out, let it happen. Let us see what they choose to tell of the story. And it, it should make sense if it's done well. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I agree. And I, honestly, <clears throat> this will be a, this will be an open door for people to go back and watch Rebels too. I mean, they might play with the storyline like that, where you can understand what's going on in this and say, "Man, I, oh. after you watch this season, you say, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch that Rebels show to learn more about these guys." And you, you know? might have to go back and watch Resistance, as Hyperspace Heroes podcast just <laughs> mentioned. Uh, Kaz Ziona from the Resistance, the pilot in there, his yeah. father was in there in that spot talking to Mon Mothma and Hera in that scene. So we've got Resistance, we've got Rebels, we've got a little bit of everything going on here in the Ahsoka series. All right, and here we have Sabine, which I think the actress so, just looks great. As it's going, as it's going, Mando talk said like spot on. It should all work. And there's a lot of talk about requirements going in. All of us hardcore fans. No problems. Right? Like, we have that. We know that. We, yeah. like, this is where the, this is why I say, when's the end of the world going to hit? Because people are, <laughs> and it's because people build up expectations of what is it, what does it need to be? And people are going to lose their mind when it doesn't match the expectations of what they want. Because people don't understand to let creatives tell the story that they can tell. And it should work in the story that they're trying to tell. They cannot, they can nitpick it, but they can't, like, they're going to lose their minds when it doesn't match the reality that they've created for what, how long has it been off the air? Probably like eight years, 10 years. Yeah. 
it's well, it, it's been off the air for at least five or six years. Okay. Um, but Alfie made a good point. Genevieve O'Reilly has really made a career out of deleted scenes from episode three. And she has, because she was supposed to be in Revenge of the Sith. They took those scenes out, but with Andor, with this, you know, she's she's really and and Rogue One, she's really kicking butt and taking names from being deleted out in Revenge of the Sith. That's pretty cool. So yeah. And you're right, uh, D Doc. Uh, the the Sabine character looks absolutely awesome. I think they did a great, great job with that character as well, with the look, the feel. She's got too long a hair. But I Brent. I know. There's there's time. There's time. I wanted to make the comment though. Okay, you go. And one other thing, I'm just thinking about too while we're watching this is it just feels like this show is going to change its locations a decent amount. Like how many different locations have we seen in just these couple clips we've played? It's like it seems like it's going to be moving around the galaxy, which I'm excited about. I think you're going to have two plot lines where you're going to see. Um, I, I don't even know the name of uh, you know the the two uh, dark force users or whatever. Uh, Balin and Shin Hati. Yeah, Balin and Shin. I, I you know I feel like we're gonna have dual plots going on where these are going to collide at one point. Yeah, but what the, qu the question is: Are they gonna collide in Episode Four or are they gonna collide in Episode Seven? Because if they don't collide yeah. in Episode Three Four again, people are gonna lose their crap. Yes. My prediction is they're going to be those two will be in the opening scene of the show. Like, I, I think it's going to start with them and and have them just like it might just be them raiding on a ship or whatever, like starting off the show, just like, boom, we're in this and, and go. I don't know. Sure. Right. So they so you're going to do a scene to establish who these people are. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to switch and try to reestablish the Ahsoka and the Hera. Because I feel like another one of the opening scenes is Hera, and then uh, they she catches whatever she's catching. Somebody's trying to steal some engine from her, and she's trying to catch it back, or whatever, whatever that scene is. I feel like that may be another opening scene to establish that that storyline. Which again, you're gonna like you said, you're gonna have parallel storylines, and I agree. I think you can see that, right? So you yep. have you'll have your Thawne and your Thrawn and Dark Side, and then you're gonna have your Sabine Ahsoka side, and they're gonna move towards each other, mm. but. When do they intersect? It, it's basically a race to Thrawn, right? Both sides are looking for that. These two, Sabine, Ahsoka, well, and Hera, those three are looking for Thrawn to find Ezra. Those those other two and Morgan Elsbeth are racing to get to Thrawn to get power and bring him back in to lead in the Empire. Um, Hyperspace Heroes, great comment. People will probably get the most nitpicky over Thrawn comparing EU Thrawn to this version of Thrawn. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a good chance of that. But, in, you know, I wasn't sure if I could really jump right into Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka because, let's face it, for 15 years now, Ashley Eckstein has been the animated version of that. But you know what? I think Rosario's doing a great job. I think she played the character well, and I, I'm, I'm looking to see where it goes. But you're right. There's going to be people flipping because some of the Thrawn fans are... That is their Star Wars is Thrawn. Right. So, and yeah. I, you're going to have some Rebel fans. You're going to have some Hera fans. And you've already heard the outlandishness about the Hera fans. You're going to have Sabine fans who are going to hang on every word of what they do and make sure that it lives up to the characterization that they've created. Correct. In themselves, right? Like they've <laughs> had time to live with these characters. I think Jessica said it one time too. Is like, I've been able to, I, I've lived with this character 
I've created this character. Like I've spent the time to develop this character the way that I see and hmm. the actors do the same thing, but it may not, again, we create the world because we've read the books, we've seen the stuff. They create it because they read it and they see it, but their interpretation right. of that person may be different it, just because of their life experiences and everything else. And, and Mando Talk you know, says, you're right, hyperspace heroes. And he, Mando Talk says, I need to check myself on that. I, I think we all do. And, and I think uh, Brent has been, uh, you know, if you want compliments, I like to give Brent compliments. <laughs> Brent has been a good person to make me and I'm sure other people who listen to us more level-headed to say, and I talked about it with Mark Newbold, let this come to me. Yeah. While we're watching this, we're having fun watching this and discussing it. But I'm not going to go into it saying this better be this good. This better do what I'm. I I love the character of, Ahs- character of Ahsoka. I love Thrawn. I love the Rebels characters. I'm going to sit back and say, just entertain me and make it to where I I enjoy watching these characters. However they however they become because I, as Brent knows, I was the guy who lived and died on the Thrawn. You know the <laughs> the Timothy Zahn novels. And I'm perfectly fine with what they did to him in Rebels and, and what they're going to do in this. It's, it's part of bringing him back in. You don't <laughs> like his blinds, Scott? <laughs> Those are nice blinds. Those are nice blinds. Those are upgraded models right there. Oh, gosh. I love it. It's true. I, 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 I can't argue that, right? Like, no, but like, I think uh... listening, to the, listening to Mark Newbold, I will also... I will say it's okay. Like the speculation is fine. Like I'm okay with the speculation. It's the problem I have is when people buy into their own speculation and then they react to it in a negative way and try to try to spoil the rest of the enjoyment because the, they can't allow their expectations to be wrong. Yeah. This show is going to be absolutely incredible and no (laughs) one is going to have a problem with it. Let's play it. Let's play it. it. I love the positivity. Go. All right. There's the E-wing. They're on low tall. Okay, so what kind of? Okay, so that helmet. If I'm gonna do one other thing, I'm gonna go back that helmet, right? I didn't notice the loaf cut until just now. But if I like, one of the Star Wars visions is of a girl doing some sort of like racing, and I swear she's wearing a helmet very similar to this. Huh. It's it, it was a really weird one. It was one of the newer vision ones. But anyways. Like that's an interesting helmet that we've never seen before. I'm Man, sure. that should be a poster right there. That yeah, that's, I mean, that E-wing with her on the the speeder. That's freaking great. Yeah, well done, D Doc. Well done, D Doc. Yes, well done. Keep Anakin it going. I never got to finish my training. I walked away from him, just like I walked away from Sabine. Okay, we can stop it on that line right there. So, <laughs> Alfie, Alfie put it. Alfie put in his message, and he's like, you know, so it looks like. I mean, obviously, in something we missed or whatever, that she was training something or giving something or mentoring Sabine, and whatever happened, make it not happen. But it also brought back those memories of her walking away from Anakin and then her walking away from Sabine. Um, there's going to be a lot of things made on this. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think Party Sabine guy. is force sensitive. I don't care if she is, but I prefer her not to be. I want her to be a BA Mando who is great at action and just happens to be able to wield a lightsaber. I'm fine with that. Finn wielded a lightsaber. Han Solo wielded a lightsaber. It it can happen, right? If you're a cool person who's a a good athletic person, you should be able to do something like that. So, your guys' thoughts? So, 
she says, right, and I'm going to try to go back, and then, like, if we want to watch it again, that's fine. So I'm kind of giving D-Duck a cue if you want to scroll back. Yep. The way I heard it, the way I heard it is she said, I walked right, away right from here. him in my training. I never got to finish – Anakin never got to finish my training. I walked away from him just like I walked away from Sabine. Yep. She I never says in there that she trained training. Sabine. I walked mm -hmm. away from him just like I walked away from Sabine. You okay, so – and then you right. never made things easy for me. See, this is Sabine coming back to her. So yeah, right. so I'm all I'm saying is from that from that line, right? There's a lot of people that could be reading into it. Like I've learned from my from playing my game that semantics are important, mm -hmm. right? Like the semantics of what was actually said was that she stopped her training and never finished it because she walked away from him, just like she walked away from Sabine. It never in that it, from the way I'm reading that it never meant that she was training Sabine. She just walked away from Sabine. Correct. Just like she walked away from, she was fulcrum. She was them lead. She was mentoring them. She was the fulcrum. She was giving them the intel. She was monitoring and mentoring the entire ghost crew and then walked away from that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that she was training her to be a force sensitive. That's just my interpretation. I, yeah. That it, people would heard the one thing and then assumed the other thing without listening to the line itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. And I think it's probably she had to step away and break away from looking for Thrawn and Ezra, which destroyed Sabine more than training her. Does that, does that sound feasible? Like it really broke her, uh, Sabine's heart that she kind of walked away from that part of it because she had other things to do? Probably. <clears throat> It's interesting. I, I don't think she's going to be force sensitive, honestly, if you ask me, though. I don't I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think, I think even move. the writers could know that that would be kind of like a stretch. And it's not necessary. As Joe said, she's badass on her own. Like she doesn't yeah. need to be force sensitive, uh, to, you know, to to be able to to pop off in this show. You know, yep. all right. Never made things easy for me. Great scene. What kind of freaking droid is that, man? That's Look a toy R2. That's a, right, that's so. a throwback to the Kenner R2-D2 from the late 70s. <sighs> These guys never miss, man. They never miss. It's Filoni. <laughs> Come oh, on, gosh. Brent. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be incredible. I'm not saying that it's not. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have watch parties. At no point, no point do I say that's not going to be a good show. Like I've enjoyed all of the shows. Some are better than others, but I've enjoyed all of them. It's just what I don't enjoy is the people, and I'm interpreting it this way, and that's just the way that my brain works, the people that have created an expectation for something, and when it doesn't match their expectation, they then hate and bring hate and try to get everybody else to – and in the society that we live in, it's not just that they hate. They, if, you, if you like, then you're against them. Yeah. And they're Sith and they only deal in absolutes. So if you're not my enemy, if you're not my friend, and you're not with me, you must be my enemy. And that's just the way that society is, right? Like we've gone to like episode three, Obi-Wan Anakin. Only the Sith deals in absolutes. That's right. Master. Mm. She does call her master right there, though. So, yeah. so is she is is this a is this like a hologram? Is this a recording that she goes back and watches 
or is this him communicating with her? I Let feel me like play it's his a blowback. Line here yeah. Quick. As a Jedi, sometimes you have to make the decision no one else can. But I'm counting on you to see this through. I think that's when he jumped off. He made a recording before he jumped off with Thrawn. Because so you're remember, saying it's a recording and it's not actually yeah. him communicating with him. It's my so. personal opinion, but it's okay. really way off. It was just a question I had as when I watched it. Yeah. And there's her helmet. It's a little, it's a little different, right? It's a little bit darker than I remember yep. from a little one less of them. colored. I think right? it's, it's like brighter. more purple. Yeah, it's like more purpley in like the cartoons. Nice not to say it's not cool. And there you go. Oh, Brandon. there's the haircut. They cut her hair. <laughs> Hold on, go back just a second. That was Zeb in the background. Play cut Zeb. Quick. Hold on. Okay, so right behind. No, it wasn't. It's no, nope, that's a droid. That's a droid from Clone Wars. Dang it! I thought it was. That's all right. I was hoping it was Zeb. She got a haircut. We saw the World Between Worlds little sign with had all the Rebels crew on the wall that she and painted. The Falcon because Do you think Ahsoka gets back That's trouble from Falcon. having to, to sit in a chair with her hair there? Like, couldn't she have a special seat with a cutout for her hair to like or um, what, what? What is her uh, head? Lekus. Yeah, yeah, her, her lekus yeah. to hang down. Yeah, I, yeah. She like an armrest, but for the lekus. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with you, Scruffy. Scruffy's watching. He said we need Zeb. I'm with him. I thought that was like the droid when he didn't. I didn't. Okay. Thank you yeah. for pausing it and showing me that I'm wrong. But I was hoping that was Zeb already. We'll probably see this exact shot with Zeb sitting in that left corner, shoulder wise, just like how they change. Oh, uh, okay. Trailers. Angles. Yeah. <sighs> Hold okay. on. Okay. That's a great shot right there of her that's like her iconic that's yeah. her iconic but here's the deal one of them's longer one of them's shorter and i thought they were curved well she's changed lightsabers since then okay. she's changed lightsabers multiple remember she went to the white in rebels after she got right. the blue from anakin in season seven of of uh clone wars and then she dropped those down where the <laughs> ship crashed with the ahsoka troopers and if I'm not mistaken, one of those should be a long, like one of those should be like a long blade, and the other one's like a shorter katana blade. Yes, that's this is the photo I stole uh, from for our uh, podcast logo tonight. Actually, <laughs> here we go, Lucasfilm. We stole that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so that is it looks like an that inquisitor. was an inquisitor, or at least it looked like the yeah. Look at that saber. It's the circle bladed circle helicopter blade. saber. That inquisitor so, has a name now too, by the way, thanks to Lego. Uh, can we have that, please? I'd like to know what I didn't look at it. Yeah, let me run up here. Because Alfie said that he he Alfie actually said is that Barris is that uh, where is he? I don't think it's bear. I don't think it's the two uh the two other people because they don't have the helicopter blades. That looks Which, like a helicopter uh, blade. He shout said out his... to uh, Falcon Bricks too. If you're if you're a Lego fan, follow Falcon Bricks. They they break everything. They they show all of the sets, the pieces, the cost, everything. I have it right here. It is Marrock. M A R R O K. Okay. Marrock. Um, interesting. I like the conversations we've got going on there. Mando talk. I'm still trying to wrap my head around when the final shot of Sabine and Ahsoka and Rebels is compared to these moments. I think that could give some insight into the Ahsoka walking away line, maybe. Um, 
could be uh, because she basically showed up and was like, "Hey, it's time to go. Let's go do this." Uh, yeah, but you have that. no idea what's transpired. Like, could it happen? Could that have happened? That yeah. could even happen after the Ahsoka series is over. Yeah, it could be round two. Uh, right? and because then, and and Filoni never gave you any indication as to where it when in the timeline that statement happened because it just says sometimes later and he's even in interviews never giving any indication on when that show and when that happened so i'm with mando on that like it would it would be awesome to know timeline Mm -hmm. that's my hardest problem with the entire star wars saga is it's all told told out of order and chronological but yep and and hyperspace heroes again zeb is right now flying for the new republic so you know will he come around at some point time during the season uh, but maybe not start off season. It's a good, yeah. good call. He was out there with Filoni and others. If they um, have a, if they have a Grogu Mando crossover episode, yeah, I would think you would see Zeb, because I feel like it, if she's out doing some exploring and she runs into that same outpost, um, cantina, um, New Republic site where Din's kind of now using as his home base to work yep. with the uh, the Canadian uh, comic. <laughs> I mean, yes. I, I I don't know their names, man. Me like, either. I, I... Me either. I'm not I'm not good with names yet. I'm old. All right, D Doc. Let's see. Look what at that still frame, though, too, of Rosario Dawson there. I mean, I, mean, I just you... really feel very She's... good about her yeah. playing this character. Me too. Up. You have chosen some of the some spot on pauses, by the way. Thank Sometimes you. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. <laughs> Buckle up. All right, so who was that? Is in a different outfit there. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yeah, she's in a blue and white. Is that? I had it there. A blue outfit with like a white thing on her chest. It looked <clears> like <throat> a like a Vader looking thing on her chest. Interesting. New outfit makes for a new character in twenty twenty nine. There you go, Hasbro, um... jump on it. <laughs> Toy talk. Toy talk. Buckle they already up have her face mold down pat. Like her, the Ahsoka figure I have that they came out from Mando is to me one of the most accurate six inch figures I've ever seen. Honestly, it's one of my favorite ones I have. Buckle up. What kind of? Hmm. I was gonna say, what kind of beast is that? By the way, no idea. And here we are on another planet. You know, it's like. And this is a new ship that they recently released the Lego set for as well, so, which uh, that's um, if I'm not mistaken, it's Merrick does not come in that one. It is. Um, yeah, they have the E-Wing and this ship that's chasing them that we saw from that yeah. wing view is called. That's funny. Oh, it's a uh, Shin Hati's Starfighter. There we go. Shin Hati. I bet there'll be a lot of cosplay of her soon. Oh, yeah. Sabine's wearing a a Republic uniform. They're all recruited in now, man. They signed on? Gotta be. Or that could just be her flight suit, her Mando flight suit, though. You know, because it is that brown, you know. Okay. If we don't stop Thrawn, everything will be in vain. Hmm. And there's the man himself. And then that, yeah, and then on that freeze frame, everybody's freaking out about that mat or the helmet in the background. 
Oh yeah. What is that? They believe it may be a new stormtrooper helmet, like a clone trooper stormtrooper helmet, where you can see the face of the guy. You can in see it, the eyes. Like. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's just the eyes. I think it's just. I think I see nice. nose. Oh, okay. So it might be an open-faced. It could be just a helmet then. We'll just call that the open-faced roast beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Manhattan. The Manhattan helmet. Love me one of those. A little provolone. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> oh, shoot. Thrawn looks awesome, too. His eyes yeah, are freaking I'm, incredible. I'm, I'm telling you, the, when I met that Chiss girl at ICC, anybody yeah. with that stunning, like, that blue with those red eyes is intense. Yeah. Brent, we met She's her again so this cool. year. She recorded yeah. videos for us. D-Doc, am I wrong? It's intense. So I could imagine, yeah. like he's just—he comes across as an intense individual just by the species. Yeah, and when you see it in person too, it is mm-hmm. like—I I, want to give her a shout out. I'm trying to find her name on. Ah, um, uh, yeah, she's on Instagram and uh, Twitter. I know that. I'll find her on Instagram as we keep going here because yeah. uh, I she's she's a great follow on Instagram. Probably one of the coolest cosplayers because. She showed up in like a black flight suit the first day, and yep. then next thing you know, she was a Mando the next day, and her Mando okay. cosplay still in the was red. Sick. Yes, yeah, still in the blue and red. It was pretty cool. Darn, I gotta find her. All right, I'll keep going here. We'll be in vain. Is she trying to use the force there? Do you think? I, or is she just saying get the hell back? Yeah, she might be like, don't. Uh, yeah stay away i mean when you trip and fall and somebody's coming at you what's the first thing well, you they, do d-doc they were fighting with lightsabers so when she maybe knocked her down she's you know she's like putting her hand up whatever to block something or whatever but you have no power probably she could tell hey you're pretty good with this blade but you're not force sensitive my two cents worth again I know, and I was looking. So she says to Sabine there, you have no power. Well, and then after we go to that, we go right to Balin and Ahsoka. And this line right here gets me. Anakin spoke highly of you. Anakin spoke highly of you. And she's only got one saber that time, and she's going double-handed on it. Just from that chop from him, too, he looks like he's going to be a powerful slasher, too. Okay, but look at they're back in that place where Morgan yeah, Elspeth was. Sure, when Morgan Elspeth was doing it, it didn't have all of those uh, power yeah. outlets and everything. There's so if you look behind it, right there's, yeah, there's more like they're recording it or they're trying to do some sort of reproducing of it or taking pictures of it. You see all the equipment around it? Mm-hmm. That wasn't there when the night sister was doing it. If you say she's a night sister, yeah, maybe they that's can't everything I've heard them. is she's a night sister. <clears throat> that actually looks like my Milwaukee shop vac back there. Might be. <laughs> it really might be. They just might have painted it gray and gray and black or whatever. That's how Star Wars rolls. Camtono. <clears throat> the ship Lego just released this one as well. Here to discuss my past. And that's Ahsoka's ship, right? Here we got something getting bombed here, and she's bailing out. I mean, is that that? It's not the same place it was because the, the tops of those yeah. aren't the same. That's a different place. That looks like it's the same place that she was fighting the Inquisitor. Uh, the if Inquisitor, yes, but not bailing. It wasn't. No, Balin no, not bailing. No, 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 no. That's a different fight. This one looks like yeah. 
this one looks like she's on the like she's on the hunt to find Balin, and the other one is when she found Balin. So my guess is this is earlier in the show, whereas the one with Balin is later. Past. Doctor Squash makes an appearance. Nice to see you, sir. Once a rebel, Once always a rebel. A rebel. Always a rebel. Love it. Okay, hold up. Who just shot that out of their arm? That was Sabine. Sabine. Okay. It was a Mando. That's awesome. Who she shoot it into? Though? Her helmet does look a lot darker. I gotta say, yeah. it's more of a dark purple than like a bright purple. But hey, maybe oh, that's she. The re that's the. Okay. That's an Inquisitor. Maybe she repainted it because she was feeling down. You know, like who knows? Like that might. You know, she's always painting stuff. Maybe she switched up her her helmet and her colors a little bit. I don't know that that's the Inquisitor, though, because he has a hose to his mouth, and that Inquisitor earlier did not have that hose going to his mouth or her we'll mouth. Find, well, fine. Poo-poo my idea. You're good. That's a different helmet. Okay. Maybe it's Manhattan. Open face? Open face. Because <laughs> here's the Inquisitor. So that's the, that's so those the droid. So those droids were the same. They look similar to the droids that were on um, the planet with Mando when Mando, whatever planet they were fighting on. The one with the, they look like the ones that were protecting and walking around with um, in that episode with Ahsoka. Hey, I found that girl. I don't know. So the idea about the orange lightsabers, no, I think the idea is security droid. One of the the is that what they are? That's the one from the episode with Mando on that planet okay. that um that she was on actually. Um, yeah, forget her name again already. Too many names. Right. So Doctor Squatch wanted to know about the orange lightsabers. So my theory on the orange lightsabers is I have no idea. Um, it's supposed to be, um, to my understanding, there's a reason why it is orange because they are not Sith. Agreed. They are not. They're not from the same realm, but they do have Jedi powers or they do have Force powers. So they're Force sensitive, but they have. Um, they come from a different training or different background. <clears throat> it's all I understand them to be. I'm just gonna let the last run of this trailer run yeah. because it's such a hype show and then if we see other stuff we can go back to it but i just want to let this run like with with how well this trailer ends i mean great action you're telling me that person in the forest wasn't the same one with the spinning split blade that Ahsoka was just fighting? No, it was not. That that guy has more of a slotted uh, mask. Even though they're in the forest, see his mask? It's It almost looks like, what does it look like? His mask looks similar to the guy in Eternals, kind of. The big uh, robot thing in Eternals. Didn't his see it. Pretty similar to that. See, uh, there's a good shot. Yeah, yeah. There. Which that helmet looks freaking dope. Looks incredible. And we've got spinning lightsabers. And Ahsoka's running into the fire in this one part right here. Look at that. Yeah, and that, that looks like the same shuttle that he said was a new Republic shuttle. But... It was a, Alfie said it was a Jedi shuttle from the very beginning. Oh, a Jedi shuttle? Yeah, an ETA class, ETA class. And it could be it a definitely doesn't look like Balin and um, 
Oh my gosh. What's her name again, Joe? Hit me with her name. Shin Hati. Shin Hati. I need to, I just need to think Hati every time. Shin Hati. That's how I remember it. And the person on Instagram who was the female chiss at ICCC that we have the video of is the underscore lone Mandalorian. So the lone Mandalorian with an underscore between the and lone. The lone Mandalorian. She's great. She's like an awesome cosplayer. Yep. Awesome cosplayer. How about the soundtrack too? You know, doesn't that almost give you Stranger Thing vibes at yeah. the end? Yeah. I did I did feel a little Stranger Things going on there. So maybe we'll get a different style Star Wars soundtrack for this show. I haven't actually looked up. I know I know Brent uh, is not the scores guy. But honestly, to me, a score can make something. I think it helped. Like, look at all of the best movies. What's in common with them? John it, Williams. It's is John Williams. It's, it's not necessarily the score. It's, uh, yeah. it's the guy. Yeah. It's yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars yes, without John yes. Williams. That, that, you know, like, you know, a score can make something. That's a conversation and 90s, for another day. But 80s and 90s sci-fi and movie making isn't the same without John Williams. Yeah, it's totally different, but I will say the one one thing that I really enjoyed is the Guardian of the Gal- Guardian of the Galaxies movies with um Guardians of the Galaxy movies with the soundtracks they have. Their soundtracks have been ripper I said, good. Bender, oh. you're a <laughs> that's my jam right there. I mean he that's the beginning of it when he like when Star Lord was made from ego and yep. brandy. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. I I mean, look, I think we all agree we're in that lull. We're, we're picking and trying to find news here or there. We're, we're having topics to discuss. But seeing this and getting ourselves ramped up and, and ready to go for Ahsoka is pretty cool. And, and I so, think people are going to be looking forward to it. So they're going to do the two-episode premiere again and then be ending in six weeks as opposed to eight total weeks. So it's two months of a show as opposed to trying to make it longer. So they're going to give you two months. Two hours on the first night. They they haven't realized that that's recipe for. I don't know. I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. I don't like it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm at the point now where besides having the podcast, I'd be ready to binge it. <laughs> the podcast it helps to have us, you know, talk yeah. about it every week. But uh, I really. I'm really pumped. I'm, I want to see the show. So yeah, Kevin Kiner is doing it. Who did the um. He did Rebels. Yeah, he did Rebels. He did Clone Wars, and he did the Bad Batch. So this is his first live action score that he's doing. So Filoni's sticking with his guys. Yeah, he, he's so he's good. Scruffy has a countdown clock on, and he said it's only thirty three days, four hours, thirteen and minutes, and thirty thirteen seconds until the end of the world. So he's letting us know when it'll actually happen. <laughs> I. Yeah, no, thank you, Scruffy. Thanks um, for all the comments, guys. This has been, yeah, I mean, right? No, I've enjoyed them, especially the deep dive into Dooku lore and Grievous. Hey, and Adam Parker, thanks for making a comment. I, I'm if I can get down to um, if I can get down to an LSU game this year, uh, Joey's trying to set that up for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hook up and, and make sure I meet up with Adam Parker. I think he's doing a tailgate down there during the Auburn game. So, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna try to meet up with that young man because he's been great making comments and, and listen to the show. So we appreciate it. I'm so, 
I'm almost somewhat offended that Mando Talk doesn't want to see my collection because my <laughs> glorious collection behind me <laughs> is just screaming, hey, come look at me. What people don't know is what's behind those blinds. That's where yeah. you've got all the good stuff. A, a, a trampoline. <laughs> Brent opens the blinds and hits a button, and it's just like a collection behind it. It turns out it's another room behind him. <laughs> now, it's I like could, a bat cave. I mean, I, could, on you there, guys. I do have a decent backdrop if I would ever want to go to the room, but it's also do I want to go up there and... and you your your room is great. I think with all your legion stuff up there and all that, yeah, your stuff from your travels, I I love it. I love, you have a great room up there. So we should do a um, stream one night where Brent's painting. I'm doing a, a Lego or model something, and I got just, some more stuff to paint. I should I should have. The only problem is there's no like there's no great place in the house to have a quiet time, to have me time. You don't have an alcove. I mean, I do have like a man cave, but like my hobby space is not in my man cave. My That's hobby, all right. My I'm on all my blue sleeves over <laughs> here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm um, sorry. The outcove just went right over my head until you said blue sleeves. So now I understood why you said outcove. See, it sounded right. It sounded right. You know, it's an outcove. There you go. But I do agree, Mando Talk, and I believe Parker is also seconding that, that uh, his backdrop is phenomenal. I believe that's what Rifen was getting at as well. Um, mine is not. Oh, you guys, you know what? I, I'm, hey, Rick, if you're watching right now, I, I misread your text, Rick. I thought you couldn't make it tonight because you were traveling. Rick Prince sent a message saying that he had gotten back to the hotel in time to be able to do this. He was traveling. Rick, that is on me. I thought you could only go Wednesday night and that you were traveling on Thursday. I apologize. That is 100% on me. I, I owe you, and, and I, will, I will make sure we get you on as soon as possible. So let's talk, who is Rick Prince, and just kind of throw him out. Where can people can find him since we were supposed oh, to have him on and we missed him? Yeah, so, so Rick is... Um, Rick is, uh, he's a writer, director, professional special uh, effects artist. Um, gosh, he's got all kinds of things on. Uh, veteran firefighter, but we met him at uh, ICCC last year, and he was Darth Maul when we met him. And if you guys follow him on Twitter, on Instagram, all that stuff, he is doing great things. He's, he, the, the, the creepy guy from Stranger Things, the, the... Beckner? Yes. He did a re a revamp of that and did it, you know, all in cosplay and all that. Rick's got great stuff, and he just worked on a Star Wars short movie, which I don't have all the information, and I need to grab that from him. Uh, that Rick, one hundred percent, mea culpa on Joe right here. This was me. I I thought you said you couldn't go tonight because you were traveling. Obviously, you made it back to the hotel in time to be on the show we will get you on right away because we want to have you on and talk about all that stuff. So I apologize. I just got a chance to look down on my messages that hundred percent Joe's in trouble for that one. We'll fix that. But um, yeah, you can go check out Rick Prince on Twitter. It's uh, Rick Prince underscore. That's, that's how you can follow him on Twitter. Um, I'm sure he's got rickprince.com. So go check that out. Yeah. He's but, on TikTok and Instagram and stuff too. He yep. There's all this stuff he works on. We'll get him on the show, you know, is yep. You know. I apologize. I when I went back to everybody and said, Hey, let's move it to Wednesday. There were conflicts on Wednesday. 
And so I thought, okay, Rick, we'll get you back on there. So that, that is on me. Uh, but we'll, we'll get that taken care of. But um, yeah, I'll reach out to him right now. Cause I'm sitting here. I'm like, why do I have messages? Oh, they're from Rick. Great. There we go. Um, so I appreciate it that he tried and, and that I, I screwed up, but guys, great show. I love the stuff we covered. I mean, we, we covered a lot of topics and like I said, for the first 15 or 20 minutes, we didn't even talk about star Wars. So, um, anything you guys have, either one of you guys that close up, uh, episode 221 of rule of the galaxy. You got anything, Brent? Uh, that's all folks. <laughs> I have two short things. Number one, Brent has nice blinds. Thank you. That's number one. Thank you. I love my backdrop. (laughs) It's the best. It's the best out of everyone. I mean, Alfie has a cuckoo clock, or at least that's where he's at recently. So (laughs) that's true. That's true. We always know when when it's at the the hour or the half hour, right? (laughs) I love that. I always I hear the dong, and then I see Alfie flip his mic up to mute it. It's great. Uh, and number two is Ahsoka is not going to let us down. It's going to be an absolutely <laughs> incredible show. I think Go it's ahead. going to be the one of the best live action Disney plus things like L- Mando is up here. I think Ahsoka is going to really push the limits of what we can see on Star Wars as far as TV goes, because this is a Jedi show. This is different. This is totally different. This is everything in star wars mixed together you might get a catch a glimpse of some of those things in mando and this is no shade to mando because i absolutely love it but this is this is a different show in live action and it looks like they've put a lot of love into the special effects of this to the to just to everything that i've seen in this trailer i'm a sucker for a trailer i'm hyped so uh brent i know you're trying to keep me down I'm like it's like I ate those jelly beans and Willy Wonka. I'm just floating up. I'm 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 gonna be floating up to the well, fan. Probably we need you to burp. We need you to burp a few times so you can come down a few levels. Wow. Yeah. Right. Because isn't that what brought yeah. him down was burping? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, the only thing I want to say is I I do think it'll be fun. I do think it it'll be fine. Like I am excited. I, they I am a sucker for a trailer as well. I get excited for those things. I also am realistic in saying that, like, I know, and it's just, I, it, my dad calls it a Dykeman trait, that <clears throat> if you get yourself too high, you fall farther, right? Mm. The fall is a lot farther. So if you can keep your expectations and you can play at a, you can keep your expectations at a level that is acceptable, then if it isn't up to where you want it to be, the fall is not as far and it's not as hard. I want it to be great. I think it'll be great. I want everyone to like it. And that's probably where my fall is going to be is I want everybody to come into it, allow it to happen, then react and respond. I don't like the week to week thing. It gets only because we have the podcast and it gives us something to talk about. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what I like about it because it gives us something to talk about, but it also doesn't give you the full picture. You got to let the full picture it's like talking about Mona Lisa with two colors on the painting. You don't know what it's fully going to be. I mean, we can argue that the Mona Lisa isn't that great, but you get what I'm saying. It's like talking about the Super Bowl in the first three quarters if you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, not the fourth quarter. Right? Right? I, Too, I soon? Agree. Too soon? No, not soon <laughs> at all. No, plenty I'm of Falcon, time. Falcon fan. Anyways, 
it, you gotta let you gotta let the whole picture present itself before we let right have the conversations <laughs> about it like certain things don't like certain things you're telling this to a guy who every year i say the eagles are going to the super bowl so. and they did <laughs> they don't go every year though <laughs> right it's just it's just uh i temper my expectations on it and that's that's only what i would like the entire fan base to do but not everybody sees the world the same way that i do and it would be a boring place if we all did right i like the diversity in our thought and uh <laughs> You know, we've all taught each other something a little bit. I've done manly things around the house with sinks and yes. and yes. bathrooms and things because of DDoc's motivation and skill. You, you've you taught me to calm down and let the shows come to me instead of getting myself so ramped up. I mean, we're, we're all, you know, we're all in this together and we all have different points of view. Yeah. It's good. We're an example of why the Internet can be a good place. Exactly. <laughs> You got to believe, as Ted Lasso would say, you got to believe. So, Absolutely. guys, chapter 221, we are out. We're rolling. Thanks to everybody on the comments and for following along. It was a lot of fun. We will get Rick Prince on right away so I can fix my error. And until next week, may the force be with you.